mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack life, not others, is an insight into that life. With Sensei Tim Hoover. Hi, this is Steve Mittman. And Tim Hoover. Welcome back. The show continues to grow. We appreciate your support. A lot of cool things coming up over the next couple weeks. Uh, Sensei Hoover, I know uh, you're excited. We all are about next week. We've got Marine Anthony Droz. We just recorded an episode with him. And man, is that cool. It is. And you know, when you brought him in and, and suggested that you have him on the show, I was wondering how it was going to go. Because most of the shows we've done have been long-term relationships with people that I kind of grew in the martial arts with. This was somebody from the outside of this world, our world. And man, I could not believe how it was just instantaneous. It was immediate. We got along, and by bringing him in, you were so right about having him here. Hopefully, we're going to do more with him. So I brought a book in that a good friend of mine gave me, Tim Spees, a couple years ago. It's out of print now. You can't get it. It's a very interesting story, kind of a long story about how I, I looked into this book, and the individual, the martial artist, had passed away. You can see, I've got a picture posted on the show notes page of this right now, so you can check it out, what it looks like, and the title, and all that. Yeah, and it was really cool, because... I ended up talking to his wife, uh, his widow. Anyway, um, I got the book, and it's so good because it really gets into the Okinawan arts and its true meaning of life and its true meaning of training in the martial arts. The Okinawans were really good at capturing that idea, or you can call it fact, of mind, body, and spirit, which a lot of martial artists aren't as good as, but the Okinawans always were. It was part of their culture part of their way of life and the spiritual part was most important and that was developing themselves from the inside out and from the outside in if that makes any sense and so i'd like to ask you to read this one particular paragraph for everybody that's listening sure the human spirit and human hands are closely linked together human hands possess a very important role in human lives most of our mental activities are expressed throughout hands. In Okinawa, human hands have been considered the physical expression of human spirit since ancient times. They believed that a man with good spirit used his hands in the right ways, which brightened human lives. On the other hand, men with evil spirits misuse their hands in destructive ways, which causes them to go off the road of humanity and damage their lives without being aware of it. Yeah, and so... After we had this podcast with this young man, I thought how much this reminded me of the true martial arts. Sometimes in testings, I say, you know, what are these hands about? You know, how many different ways can you use your hands? And, and you can go through so many different postures and forms. You know, we pray with our hands. We shake hands with our hands. We tell people to stop, come here with our hands. When we're upset or emotional, our hands are part of our speech. And it's amazing how the Okinawans were able to take this and take that phrase and take that paragraph and carry that into the spiritual part of life. Our hands can be destructive or they can be peaceful. And it is an expression of the outward through the inward growth. And I always believed that the martial arts was so much greater than just karate hands, so to speak, or karate feet or grappling, that it meant so much more to me. And when we brought him on the show and he talked about his journey uh, which is not martial arts, but very similar. And what he describes his life is all about the village. And the Okinawans always felt that true martial arts was about protecting oneself and also protecting the village and protecting the community that you live in. And I truly believe that. I believe the stronger we can get, 
the better off we're going to be, not just for ourselves, but for our families, our friends, and even strangers, if you have to get involved, to make sure it's a better world to live in. Sure. In saying that, I think that if you take a look at it and just forget about all this for a second, just think about life. You're constantly on a collision course with other people. It's chaotic, and you're going to be bumping into people your whole life, whether you like it or not. No matter what age you are, when you start in school and you get to college and you come out and you start doing your career and everything else, you're going to always be somewhere, an unprotected environment, where you're going to be bumping into people and you're going to have to sooner or later figure out how to do that, find your way through the chaos, work your way through the jungle, so to speak. The problem, I think, with society today and with our basic general rule and the direction we're going is we're really becoming immune to that. We're trying to do whatever we can to make sure that we don't bump into people. Even through text, and we talked about this before, conversation is limited now because it's mostly emails or texting. Right. Uh, look at the way we travel. I mean, a car is a perfect example. A car is never, ever supposed to collide. Look at the way the cars are built today now. They have beeping signals that let us know when we get close to somebody else. They have all kinds of protective environment to make sure that there are no collision courses. Sure. But we're not a vehicle. We're a person. We're people. And we're supposed to get out there and experience life. You handed me and him index cards. And you told us to do what? Write something down. This is the most amazing thing to me. You said, and what was the question? Let me just uh, clarify this again. This episode didn't air yet. This is in the episode coming up next week with Maureen Anthony Droz. What I asked, everything, this entire experience, what is this summed up in one word? word. And you yeah. wrote experience. That was your word. Yeah, and he wrote what? Transference. Yeah. Now, if you'd separate them, they are one thing. But transference and experience is a collision. It's transferring. It's transferring your own energy. It's being out and about. It's learning about life, and it's about the experience of life. Martial arts is an experience. To train by yourself in your basement and just do kata all day is very protected, and it's not true martial arts. It's not an experience. An experience is getting in a dojo with a bunch of other people from all different walks of life and into kumite or into ground fighting or just training and technique and learning about the perfection of skill. Within that, there's inward and outward growth. That is life. Life is experience and the transference of those experiences among other people. And that's what creates the village. And that's what creates life. And that's what creates a better world. We're running in the opposite direction in everything. We're protecting our children, obviously. Our schools are being locked down. We're listening and talking through email and texting. Everything is getting to be so protected that we're not colliding anymore. We're not experiencing life anymore. And we're recoiling rather than extending. We're backing away rather than thriving. I'm sure it's happened before in history where people felt that they needed to recoil. But the coolest thing is when you fight hard and fight back, you become stronger. You're working against your fear. You're working against your anxiety and all the agitation of life that throws at you during the course of a day. You can't back down. You have to have a never say die attitude. And I believe this is the cause of goodness. And you have to put that out there. You have to put that goodness out there. Or eventually, you know, we'll all lose. My point is, is that, yes, experience, transference, you're always going to have differences of opinion. You're always going to have people who are going to be a little bit this, a little bit that. We all got to get along on this big ball. We're all moving together. We're on the voyage together. 
Um, and I think that's just the best thing in the world is to learn how to become stronger mentally, physically, and spiritually. I agree with what you said. You said that's the source of goodness. I think a lot of people are confused about being good and they say, oh, he's good. He's a good guy. I'm a good person. I think they're confused about what goodness really is. Innately, there's a lot of bad and there is evil. It's a fact. Yeah. But by not doing anything, that doesn't make you good by default. Right. You have to actively do something to be good and sure. cause more of that goodness, as you said. Sure. Goodness is going to come out differently in everybody. I mean, when you define martial arts, do me a favor, define the word martial. I mean, how would you define it? Martial is what? Warlike. Yeah, warlike. What is Warfare. art? Warfare. What is art? Martial arts. It's artistic. The study of? Yeah, the study of what? The of study what? of warfare. The study of warfare. Is that what that, when you break that down, is that what that means to you? When you break it down, yeah. But when you just say it as a term, it means so much more because through the study of warfare, you find out what ultimately love is. And love to me and love and peace and goodness, as you said, on the surface, it seems like it's a 180 from evil and negativity and warfare. But there's that whole yin-yang duality. At least that's the way I see it. You yeah. find that through warfare. Sure. And the martial arts is an expression of oneself. It's becoming an artist. It's funny what they use the word art. You know, why use the word art, martial arts? You have to think about that for a second. Uh, yes, the martial means it, it, is, it is warfare. Um, but training in the arts, if you just forget about martial for a second, training in the arts is an expression of oneself. Everybody does it just a little differently. There is no perfect method. And eventually it's a blend. All of it comes together and becomes one in a sense, and you become stronger for it. Um, so this gentleman who came on the show talked about his experiences, his journey, where it takes him all around the world, actually, all over the globe, the people that he meets, the villages, the types of people they are, lifestyles that they have. He just said stuff that was just incredible, you know, about his experiences in the village and relationships. And, and you know, if we lose that, if we lose relationships, if we lose the collision by accident, some of my best friends, some of my best experiences were by accident. And if we don't get out and don't tough it up and get in there and kind of feel what it's all about, man, we're just no better off than being locked in the closet. And you know what else? Your two words, you combine them together. His was transference. Yours was experience. And that's what it's ultimately about. Transfer of experience. You pass it down from generation to generation. You hope that your immediate offspring and their children's children can learn from your experience. A- not make some of the same mistakes, B, grow from your experience. So I really like those two words together, the transfer of the entire experience. Yes, absolutely. You know, the thing about it that's crazy is that one of my best times, most of my best experiences have been spontaneous, not planned. The ones that I planned and the ones that I felt was going to be the greatest thing went flat. I'm not saying you shouldn't plan life. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes getting out and bumping around and seeing stuff and all of a sudden it's there. It's just there. It comes to a climatic point and it's awesome. And then you leave and you say, what happened? What just happened? And we're doing everything we possibly can at this point to freeze that. Everything. A text and an email allows you to think. So somebody sends you an email or a text. You sit back and you say, well, how should I respond here? And sometimes the more thought we put into it, it ruins the spontaneous reaction. And that is life. Life, we never know what it's going to be. Um, sometimes, yes, obviously you have to think behind your words. I'm not saying that. But things need to be more spontaneous. We're too, too much behind the black line. There's never any chance to waver or make a mistake or use the word failure or do this or do that. 
Again, it goes back to the title of the show, Attack Life, yes. Not Others. The problem with that is people, I think, are having a tougher time attacking life. We're losing that skill of that interpersonal connection, that, that bumper car effect. Mm. We run into problems because it's like anything, use it or lose it. It's a muscle. You got to work. The sure. more you work it, the stronger you get, the better you get at it. The more isolated we are, going back to what you said, you're stuck in your, your cave, you're stuck in your room, you're stuck in your house and you're texting and you're emailing and everything's virtual and you lose that interaction, you lose that muscle. So you're losing the ability to get out there and live life. You can only live life by taking it head on and attacking it, not others. Right. And you know, I thought for a long time that the combination of FFF that we texted each other when a good friend of mine was dying of cancer, I thought it was unique. Faith, family, and friends. Faith, family, and friends. Faith, family, and friends. But as the more I read and the more as I see, and I read this Okinawan book, it was about the culture, it was about the faith, and it was about the friends, about the society, the family, and the thriving of that village. Faith, family, and friends. That's it. That's all that matters. And when I get in that dojo and teach, it's the same thing. When I'm with my family, it's the same thing. Yeah. The bottom line is get rid of all the fat. Get rid of all the stuff between us. You know, whether it's just learning how to fix a tire or change a battery, Learn how to do things. Learn to use your hands, whether you use it for warfare, protection of yourself, or protection of your village, or if it's just using it to change a battery. Don't get so puffed up and separated from what is real and what is not real, because sooner or later, we won't know the difference, and we'll be numb to it. And the next thing you know, it will overpower us. So I think everybody needs to get out and move and thrive and figure out what their contribution is for a better world. Absolutely. So that episode's coming up next week. Hope we piqued your interest with that. That's with Marine Anthony Droz from Outward Bound. And that is next week, next Thursday. And then, for those that are local in the Lehigh Valley area, you probably recognize the name Shelly Brown. She's from the State Theater. She's going to be on the show. The reason she's on the show is talking about something I'm involved with. I'm not going to give away details now, but it's a little outside my comfort zone. That's one of the common themes we go back to, getting outside your comfort zone on purpose for the greater good and to grow. So uh, that episode's coming up in a few weeks as well. All right. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on Sensei Hoover's way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman social media.com.